this is your host Jan Claves Gomez and welcome to the Jan Claves Gomez show my guest to- tonight is Albintan the founder and artistic director of the Necessary stage this is our interview please listen Thank you very much, John. This is my first question. What is the Necessary Theater, TNS? What is the Necessary Stage, TNS? Yeah. Uh, the Necessary Stage uh, uh, is about a theater company that uh, in 1987 uh, really wanted to do original plays a place that would reflect a Singapore uh, Singapore voice issues uh, social issues that concern uh, the Singapore reality uh, we wanted to hear our <coughs> our own voice on stage the different languages that Singaporeans spoke and uh, singlish uh, so, uh, when I was at the university in 1987, uh, I started the company and later was joined by Harish Sharma, who is the, uh, now the playwright uh, of the company. Uh, and uh, we started working together. Uh, and uh, at that time, in Singapore, there was no theatre study. So we use our the subjects we were studying. Harish was studying uh, language and literature. I was studying literature and sociology, and all these uh, 
academic subjects we studied uh, went into how we created a Singaporean place. Yeah, so that's what, uh, in, in a short way, in a brief, uh, what the necessary stage is all about. How many shows do you produce? How many shows? Oh, wow. Uh, Harish has written over 100 shows, uh, long and short ones. Uh, the shows comprise also works. There's the main season, there's international work. And there are also works that go to school and uh, works with our theatre for senior, seniors and uh, works with the community as well. Uh, yeah, so, so we have different sorts of uh, works, also interactive works, uh, works like for, uh, forum theatre as well. Yeah. So altogether, it's about 100 over works that uh, he has written. I've uh, directed most of his, all, almost all his plays. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's talk about the of your shows. What yes. if let's talk about your shows? What is okay. actor 40? What is art? Actor 40. Oh, act, actor 40. Actor 40 is about uh, uh, it's about an actor who uh, is uh, trying to uh, uh, read, you know, read. Uh, trying to find a, uh, a new breath to her career at the age of 40. Uh, you, you know, it's very difficult to find roles when you are a filmmaker. Yeah, so there is a, 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 a show itself, um, a Chinese show uh, about an actor uh, trying to find uh, her, her, her career uh, uh, at 40 years old. So we have an uh, actor, uh, Yo Yen Yen, uh, who was uh, in theatre and then she left theatre for a while to do a lot of films. So she wanted to return to the stage and uh, I had been talking to her and then we uh, started this project. And Harish, who's the playwright then, uh, thought about the movie Actor 40. Uh, uh, actually, Yo Yen Yen brought it up. Yeah, and uh, and uh, she was also having a child. Yeah, at uh, at forty. Uh, in the movie, uh, it's the, the the actress actually at forty. The the son is already in the university. Yeah, that was uh, you know in the seventies and eighties. Whereas today, uh, a lot of women are. Uh, uh, marrying later or having children later so uh, it's even more challenging when she's turning 40 and she's having uh, you know a child to look after uh, so quite different from the role that she's acting uh, which is about an actress that is uh, starting her career uh, restarting her career at 40 so uh, it was basically a, a, a theater show to welcome uh, Yen Yen back to the stage and to show uh, how wonderful an actress she is. Uh, uh, 
she can be a film actress. She, uh, she excels on film. She excels on the stage as well. Yeah. So it was done in Mandarin, all in Chinese. The playwright and I do not speak Chinese. Uh, so we had to get uh, uh, the dramaturg and everyone else that was involved were bilingual. Yeah, so that uh, even uh, the actress Yo Yan Yan is bilingual. Yeah, so uh, in that sense, we were able to understand uh, when the play, you know, goes into Mandarin, we were able to uh, understand because the people were helping, uh, people involved were helping us in the play. So that is about actor talking. What is Balik Kampong? Oh, uh, Balik Kampong uh, is about, uh, wow, this is some time back. Uh, it's about uh, a Singaporean who's left Singapore and has become a journalist uh, and has come back to Singapore to write a story about a student who is non-Singaporean but the student is right uh, is involved in um, uh, involved in some political uh, matters la. Uh, and she will get into trouble if you're a foreigner yeah and this uh, this journalist who's a Singaporean ex-Singaporean who left the country and has come back to investigate uh, uh, you know uh, this kind of journalism um, to, to to write a story about it, yeah. And uh, she was detained by the internal security uh, in Singapore, and uh, she was asked a few questions, yeah. Yeah, so um, I guess uh, we are looking at what is home and why is it difficult to understand that if we love the home, we would want to criticize the home in order for uh, the country to improve. Yeah, but uh, in Singapore, sometimes criticism is not taken uh, in the right spirit. They feel that if you are uh, a citizen, you you know shouldn't be criticizing the country. You should be grateful to the country. Yeah, so there's a lot of uh, there's censorship still going on. Yeah? So Balik Kampung explore uh, that kind of uh, social issue about how uh, being a citizen uh, means that when you criticize it doesn't mean you love it less uh, but because you want it to improve what is frozen angels which one frozen oh? angels frozen angels oh frozen angels uh frozen angels was um uh commissioned by uh biomedical ethics at nus uh it is about um, uh, cloning, uh, yeah, and about uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, what happens in the near future when cloning is successful. Uh, you know, you can clone and you can uh, have stem cells, and it can repair a lot of uh, a lot of ailments. Yeah, so we it's projected into the future when the stem cells are found you know like in shops uh in in uh, satellite towns uh, and it's easily accessible so we have one story where the, the the father wants to 
have genetic engineering. Uh, have to have. Uh, he, he wants to have designer baby. He wants to design his baby. So his baby's, uh, you know, uh, DNA and all that is designed uh, so that the baby will grow up without any, you know, genetic uh, disorder. Uh, you know, without any like uh, uh, diabetes or things like that. Yeah. And his mother is upset with him because his mother is saying that uh, let God, let God decide. Why are you playing God? When you were born, we accepted you as you are with all your weaknesses and your strengths. So why must you have a designer baby? And he believes that having a designer baby uh, will, will mean that he loves his son or his child. Right, uh, his child will ask him if he doesn't uh, design the gene. The child will say, "Why in a in a comp competitive world, uh, why did you did you not help me? You know, by designing my gene." Yeah. So he he wants to be a good parent, and he wants to make sure uh, that the, the child is all okay and can compete in the modern world. So that's one story. Another story is about a mother who works in a, a cloning shop, a stem cell shop, okay? And uh, his, his, her daughter has kidney failure and he asks his, her boss to help her get a discount uh, to get a new kidney for the daughter. And the boss asks for uh, $25,000. And she said, but that's the normal hospital, uh, you know, that's what the normal hospital charges. I am an employee and why can't I get a discount? Uh, and the boss said, no, 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 there's no discount for employees. You have to pay the same price. And she can't afford it. So the daughter dies. Yeah, and the, the, the boss comes to the wake and the mother is upset. He said, you come, you, why do you want to come? It's too late. Yeah. Uh, so the story is, try is trying to show that there can be scientific progress uh, but the economic and capitalism is in the equation and if, uh, if, if money features in the equation that means only the rich can afford the treatment so scientific progress doesn't benefit all in humanity uh, scientific progress can only uh, benefit the rich people. Then the third story is about a couple who is celebrating their 200th anniversary because of the cloning serum. The, uh, they, both of them are taking the uh, medicine and they live uh, on and on and on. So they are celebrating the 200th anniversary, wedding anniversary. Uh, on the 200th wedding anniversary, the wife says she wants to stop. She doesn't want to take the medication anymore because all their friends have died and only they are surviving artificially so uh, the husband understands but the husband wants to continue so uh, they have to prepare uh, what the husband will do after she dies off yeah so it's quite a sad story but the question is being asked that you know, uh, if the time when uh, when uh, cloning is successful, is monogamy monogamy relevant, right? Uh, can you only marry one person and live forever? 
will monogamous uh, relationships uh, be relevant in the future? Yeah, so these are three stories that are that are compiled under Mosaic Angels. Do you have a new shows in this year, 2020? Do you have a new shows? Uh, we had a show prepared for Singapore Arts Festival. Uh, also, of it, yeah, but we can't do it. It is it is postponed to next year because of COVID. Uh, we have uh, two Filipinos involved. Uh, one is uh, Roddy, Rodolfo uh, Vera, and the other one is Marco. Marco, Mar Mar Marco, sorry, yeah. He's the, uh, both are acting, but Roddy is the one that is uh, uh, Roddy is the one that is also writing, uh, co-writing the play with uh, our playwright uh, Harish Chama. So that play is about uh, climate change. Uh, now we have to revise the play because we have to include in the play the connection between climate change and the pandemic. Yeah, so uh, uh, having one year postponement can help us revise because it's a new work. Uh, we have to revise the play, uh, incorporate the, the yeah, make it even more relevant. Uh, we also had a we also had a play on off center, uh, a sh a short one uh, that was done online. Uh, it was an interactive work and it was done online for students because it's an examination uh, play. It's a play uh, chosen by the schools for exam. What is the difference of theater director and film director? Because I know that you are a theater director. What what is the difference of theater director and film director? I think theater director needs to be more collaborative. Uh, we have to work with the set design, the costume design, the music, and the playwright and the actors. Um, and uh, we have to uh, train together as well as uh, discuss how the scene looks like. Uh, whereas I think for film director, uh, a lot of the decisions rest in the hands of the film director, uh, especially during post-production work, right? They film all the footage and then after that, it's the film director and the editor, right? That uh, goes through the film and decides uh, which footage uh, to to uh, collate to curate into the final work, whereas the theater director uh, constantly have to work with the playwright, the stage manager, the actors, yeah, and it's a live show. It's not celluloid. Yeah, so uh, we have to take care if anything goes wrong during the run. And it's not non-stop, right? The actors come on and then it goes on live. Uh, and anything can go wrong when it goes on live. Uh, I think for the film director, you just make a decision and then it's caught on film and it is consistent, right? Every time you run the film, it's uh, the same quality. Yeah, so the way you create the work, uh, it's more secure and more stable. 
whereas the theatre director needs to turn up at all the runs, uh, you know, evaluate the run, uh, give feedback to the actors, uh, and then uh, make some, you know, some correction for the next run. Uh, because it's live, you can always be adjusting it. So this is my last question before we end. What is your message to many theater director and what is your tip tips to them? Uh, my message is always, uh, I think a lot of people in theater would know, uh, but uh, my message is basically always do what is in your heart. Um, I always start my project with what disturbs me, right? Uh, what uh, what is something that I cannot uh, solve easily? Uh, I have to start an investigation, so it become an art project. Yeah, and through the process, I I do research, uh, I read up, or I do field work. I interview people. Uh, relevant to the project to get to know things better i need to educate myself before i can put up a work um, uh, of credibility you know a work that my audience can believe in so um, there's some things i know but some things are out of my uh, out of my knowledge uh, that's where the research helps me and uh, I need to do the research with a lot of passion. And then from the research, I will know with the playwright, you know, how to write the play, uh, how to create the characters, uh, what are the issues, uh, and then the different viewpoints, right? Uh, every time when you tell a story, there are different viewpoints. And it's important that, that for me, it's important that all the viewpoints are in the work. And then you have all the conflict of the viewpoint. But what I like to do is not to tell the audience the answer, right? So that the audience can uh, work out the answer themselves. Yeah, so uh, that is what I would advise uh, uh, directors and uh, practitioners working in theatre. How do you do a work that is not um, exhibitionistic, that is not boastful of your knowledge, that is not just a one-way communication, that is not preachy, but the work should always be a dialogue between you and the audience uh, so that you know, there's interaction as the audience is watching the play, they are engaged in a dialogue with uh, you as a theatre practitioner through your work. Thank you, Albin, for guesting to my podcast. Thank you very much, John. You will share with me the link. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye.